0: Hello and welcome to the Road from Emmaus podcast. I'm Jason Lowe, joined by Andrew Chow, and we are two totally ordinary Catholic guys hoping to share our journeys. Like the disciples on the road to Emmaus, we've each encountered Christ in our lives. Join us as we talk about what comes next. On today's episode, I share about some recent reflection on how I got to where I am today in my faith life. What were the important pillars that God placed in my life to keep me on the right path or to bring me back when I strayed? Andrew shares about his faith and how it was formed and shaped as well. And we hope our experiences spark some reflection for you guys too. So I can't believe we are already nearing the end of July, um, which basically means the summer is almost over. It's always, it's always crazy, like, not to start this with weather talk, although we don't, not like we ever do that often, so it's okay, I think, to start this with weather talk, but um, yeah, I mean, as July spills over into August, it's kind of like, oh man, like, the fall is coming, and summer is almost over, and with the end of summer, um, our, our frisbee season is almost over, Yeah. so uh, we don't talk about, I don't know, I think we have mentioned a couple times, probably offhand, that you and I are on the same frisbee team, mm-hmm. just recreationally, um, I want to start off with a shout out to our, our, our team. We name ourselves, um, our, our team name is A Cow, as in like a single cow, as in moo 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 cow. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we, we, we unfortunately had a first round exit for our, our playoffs um, just this past week. It was a bit of a disappointing <laughs> defeat, um, just lost on kind of the final point. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh well, uh, you know, we have a few, a few more weeks of just Frisbee for fun at this point the The joke that we've been having is that you know Andrew hasn't scored a single goal the entire season. Just cause, <laughs> it's because I'm trash. <laughs> no, it's because he's been carrying us and and he's been doing all the uh yeah, he's he has all the assists essentially. So. Uh, we're going to try and get him a goal in the next couple
1: of weeks. <laughs> It'll be hard. I'll just stand in the end zone and yeah. just <laughs> I'll just wait there yeah. and not move.
0: Um, so I, I know some of our listeners are, are aware that, you know, we, we play Frisbee together. So I'm sure they've all been waiting for our uh, Frisbee update.
1: It took us, uh, how long have you been potting? Like a year and a bit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're actually almost close to uh, two years. Oh um, my gosh. I don't know
0: if you are aware, but we started in uh, August 2020. 20- 20 whatever the two-year mark would be 2020 so in august i think 2020 I guess. that's crazy yeah, thank you my goodness yeah so we're almost at two years that's crazy um but yeah with the uh, you know with the the dead of summer kind of passing um there is something i wanted to talk about that um has been a little bit dead in my own life lately uh, which is my own uh, prayer life so mm. i think i I've, I've spoken or alluded to this a few times but like um, I think especially lately, it, it has been a struggle for me to to kind of pray mm. um, and, and to be active in my faith life. Um, and I was kind of reflecting over the last few weeks, and this is kind of um, the makeup of our, our episode today, just that like, I think with these last few weeks where probably even like the last month, month and a half, where it's been difficult for me to pray to, you know, I I I didn't even, um, you know, no morning prayer, let alone things like um liturgy of the hours or whatnot even yeah. in the middle of mass i think just um difficult to pray and whatnot um and kind of reflecting on that and i, I think a lot of that is is related to you know the the lifelong struggle i've had of um of, of dealing with sloth and mm. kind of having an innate attitude towards sloth or or inclination towards sloth <clears throat> but i think reflecting deeper i was thinking about like you know, we talk about having structure in our lives, about, you know, having routines and kind of having that in place so that it's it's easy for you, you know, regardless of how you're feeling, regardless of whether you've had a good day or a bad day. Um, if it's, I don't know, 6 p.m., time to pray kind of thing. If yeah. it's 9 p.m., you know, maybe it's, maybe it's not that stru- not that structured, but I know that, you know, in the past, I'm you know, time to walk brand also equated to time to opening the open the day with, with prayer kind of thing. And yeah. I think over the last month or so, that's really fallen off. So I was reflecting on kind of why that might be the case or like just how I am today where I am in my spiritual life. Yeah. And I was thinking a lot about like, um, kind of my own upbringing as a child and kind of my formation, because I think kind of the conclusion I came to was that I feel like without, um, my parents who were very involved in my, my spiritual formation as a child, um, I could have very easily been a Catholic who was just raised up as a cradle Catholic and then, you know, maybe gone off to university or even after graduating from university, like just kind of faded away from the church. Right. Um, like not to extrapolate too much from these last three to six weeks of my prayer life, but it could, it's very easy for me to see kind of how I might've fallen away or just, just gotten too lazy kind of thing to keep up a habit, like even Sunday mass or continuing to see friends or, or things like that. So Um, that's kind of the reflection I have. I don't know, like before we get into things, any kind of initial reactions that you might
1: have? Yeah, I think I've definitely been there as well. Um, I mean, ebbs and flows in in the spiritual life uh, is definitely like the most common thing for me at least. Um, and I think it is for everyone. Uh, it's, it's kind of interesting because, um, what, what I've experienced at least, and we can kind of get into this later too, is that, um, sometimes it's, it's actually kind of nice for you to be broken out of the routine. Yeah. Um, in the sense that, um, at least I found for myself, there were, there were situations where I was looking for grace in the fact that it was prayer rather than the fact that I was turning myself towards God. Right. Or I was looking for, like it, it almost became like, because I've executed this routine, God will give me grace. It's right, like, it's right. because of my actions. And then like, in some sense it's being taken away from that. It's like, oh, no, it's actually not about you. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> like, um, so, so I think, you know, it's, it's, um, that's kind of the beauty of God's contingent will right is that he always knows what's best for us he always knows kind of where we're heading even if we don't and then kind of pulls us out um, so I think like as a word of encouragement like it, I don't think it necess- like dropping prayer life means that you are any further away from God necessarily sure um, like there was uh, I think I mentioned this before but one of the daily messages I went to in Vancouver a while back um, the priest said like you know there's a difference between being close to God and feeling close to God mm-hmm. and we ought to be close to God whether or not we feel close to God yeah um, and that's kind of the things where, uh, you know, um, it's the, the, what's, uh, father John O'Brien in, in, uh, in one of the years of GT, that we went, um, was saying that there's sneaky consolation, right? Sometimes, um, what doesn't feel like consolation is still a consolation because yes. you're so close to God. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, you know, sometimes we over like blow things up when this stuff happens, sure. at least for me. Um, yeah. so just kind of word of encouragement always. way
0: yeah there, there's a little bit there might be a little bit of that going on um and i think also just kind of wanting to have an awareness of not falling any further if, if mm. i'm kind of slipping you know what i mean yeah um i remember uh i actually um kind of brought this up uh in confession a, m- a month ago and i think the priest's initial reaction was like are you, like not that not that you shouldn't be, uh, worried about this or not that you shouldn't even confess this, but like, he also had a little bit of a similar reaction where, you know, sometimes we do, we, sometimes we can be scrupulous, sometimes we can scrutinize too much. Um, but I think, you know, kind of the underlying reflection of, you know, well, looking back over my, you know, almost 30 year life, like what are the different waypoints that kind of got me to where I am now and the different waypoints that kept me from, you know, so far at least, hopefully, uh, God willing, um... Uh, kept me from like slipping off of the out of the faith slipping out of the church kind of thing Mm. I I, there are a couple things that I I think I want to talk about um I think maybe uh, I've already mentioned my parents so maybe I'll talk a little bit about that because I think you know when we kind of did a little bit of brainstorming for our podcast we have a a few different perspectives Mm -hmm. and, and experiences when it comes to our upbringing and how we got to where we are now yeah Um, But kind of on the fly here, I also thought about the importance of the friends that we've surrounded ourselves with and um, even our involvement in the church or how Mm -hmm. we've tried to involve ourselves. So Mm -hmm. um, for me, those are kind of a few, uh, maybe pillars, a little bit of a dramatic term, but also (laughs) kind of the structure for me, at least, that I feel like is is keeping me on that path. Sure. Um, So maybe talking about my parents first, um, I remember... uh, I, I, I often joke with people when, when, um, when they ask about like, you know, what it's like to grow up with my parents, just cause I guess specifically my dad, like he's kind of well known within the Chinese Catholic community. Sure. Um, just for his... I mean, he was
1: part of the original generation of ECCCLC, right? He was,
0: he was, he was. So, um, you know, and I think just pe- people seeing him very much as kind of a teacher, like he leads Bible study program and he leads like RCIA, um, and a bunch of other faith formation programs, and he's involved with Fountain of Love and Life, who uh, who is ho- one of the hosts of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, just very involved, obviously in the yeah. church. Um, took early retirement to continue a, a greater involvement with the church and his and his ministries, yeah, that. that kind of thing. Yeah, so um, I, I guess when people ask, like, oh, like, what, what's it like to grow up as a son, kind of thing? You know, the first thing I often start with is, um, you know, instead of. Instead of picking a soccer ball around or throwing a ball around, it was you know sitting at the dinner table and talking about like theology of the body. Mm. You know, it was like fourteen years old kind of thing. So, right. you know, I, I I haven't really dwelled on it too much until until I guess this past these past few weeks where I've been reflecting. Um, but I maybe I I didn't know until now just like um, how important that was in terms of my faith formation. Yeah, because. I guess my own personality, if some of you know me, like I am someone who kind of needs that initial structure yeah. of things. I suppose it doesn't have to be faith life. It doesn't have to be, it could be work life or, sure. uh, I don't know, like me learning how to cook or something like that. I, I need that set of instructions, that set yeah. of structure. Um, and then from there I, I, like I learn about it and then I'm able to kind of grow and adapt and be flexible mm-hmm. from there. Um, which I know is a very different, uh, personality or <laughs> leaning toward the versus you, I think. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like I think, you know, since my parents were able to provide me that structure, I I kind of just kept learning about the faith, um, I think just from a knowledge perspective, for sure. And then eventually, as I kind of became more of my own independent adult and young adult, I kind of learned what it meant to encounter God. Right. But I, I, I feel like looking back, you know, 2020 is or hindsight is 2020 and everything, but I feel like if my parents never went out of their way... To, to give me that structure and to, again, sit me down in the middle of dinner, mute the TV, talk about, you know, could be theology of the body. It could be like current events and how it relates to the Christian faith or what the Catholic attitude would be. Sure. could be I don't know like uh, things like abortion, which is a very hot topic nowadays. Mm. Could be like literally anything, um, and they're just gonna they they bring up like how is this related to the church kind of thing. Sure. At the time, I was like, oh man, like roll my eyes. Another one of these talks. I just yeah. want to go back upstairs and play Maple Story. Kind yeah. Of thing. Um. But looking back, I feel like it was it was huge.
1: It's interesting because um, uh, to go on a tangent a little bit, but somewhat related. Uh, a topic that's come up for me fairly recently a, a number of times is, like, whether or not I would put my children through Chinese school. Okay. Um, and the answer has always been a very easy yes. Uh, and I follow it up with a second comment. I was like, but I don't expect them to learn much. Mm. Uh, like, like what I mean is that, you know, my kids... Uh, they will be in Chinese school, but if they get the worst marks in the class, like, I'm not going to particularly care mm-hmm. um, because the point to me about them going to Chinese school is like the foundation of things that they learn uh, just by osmosis, just yeah. by the nature of what's around them that they don't realize what they're picking up. Right. Um, and I think that that foundation is kind of what's important when it, when it comes to raising children in the faith, right? Because my parents uh, were very different from your parents. Right? So I think your dad is an MDiv, right? Master's yeah. of Divinity, um, Master's Degree in Theology. Master of, of Theology. Okay. Um, so, so clearly, knowledge base is there. Um neither of my parents have that. Mm-hmm. Neither of my parents have done any uh, dedicated uh, theological studies per se, as far as I know, mm-hmm. uh, aside from maybe the off course here and there um, that that my mom might have picked up more recently, sure. but that was even into my adult life, right? Um, so theology wise definitely wasn't there. Um, we were a fairly lukewarm Catholic family growing okay. up, you know, yeah. we went to mass on Sundays. Um, we might bring up a topic here and there, um, but it was, I wouldn't say the faith was ever avoided, but also wasn't necessarily, uh, something that infused our life per se okay. in terms of, our fam- in terms of our family life. Um, but at the same time, you know, you know, I- I've ended up in a situation where my faith is very important to me. I've grown into kind of my own in terms of at least it being something that I, that I desire, yeah. right? And I I think, you know, looking back, um, and even looking around me in those times, right, I I grew up in, so I went to two different elementary schools. And the first of the two was uh, from a more blue collar neighborhood, uh, a lot more Filipino Catholics around me. But Mm -hmm. there was so much joy that I remember when I changed schools, I was like, I don't feel the same joy in this school for some Mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's kind of neither here nor there. But my point there is that a lot of those Filipino families that have so much joy in the faith, a lot of them don't have that theological knowledge. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, So it kind of brings the question of like, you know, what is it about the childhood that brings you into the faith? Right. And I think personally that um, the the answer kind of com- comes back to what is the faith about, right? Um, you know, we've talked about the faith is about getting in, getting to heaven and heaven isn't a place, it's it's almost more of a state of being, it's it's more nebulous than that, it's beyond our understanding. Um, But we know that it's unity with God, in some form or other, beyond our, our understanding. And we also know that God is love. So to me, like the most important thing is that like, in your childhood, love is expressed. Okay. Right? And right. to me, like you talking about your parents doing this, right? It's like, they're showing you like, we love you because we want to help you with a framework yeah. for dealing with the world. My parents, it was very different. I'm a very different person from you. Right. Yeah. It's just like, if my parents have put that set of rules in front of me, I probably just would want to break yeah. everything. I can see that. Right. Yeah. Like I just really wanted to find my own way. Like you talk to my mom anytime and she's always like, Andrew always wanted to explore on his own. Right. Mm. But the tools that they gave me were like the interpersonal skills, the family time that we had. And that was where the love that I experienced in that, like that was always a true North for me. Right. Mm. where, Um, I remember one of the things that I had said to Cherry in our first uh, GT together was that um, one of the things that's super important to me is that nothing happens on Sundays because Sundays are time for family. And like, that's just a thing that's been instilled in me, right? Like activities happen on Saturday, Sunday is just time with the family. We go grocery shopping, we do whatever we need to do, but that's just time for the family. And so these kinds of things have definitely been a good true north for me, so... Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like there's many different flavors to the cake. There's many different ways to approach it. But what's important is, like, experiencing that love from your parents. Right? That is
0: that, that would definitely be core of it because I think, um, you know, that, that experience of love, again, at the time, all I'm thinking about, like, oh, I just want to go back to gaming or yeah. I want to go chat, chat on MSN with my parents. <laughs> um, you know, you don't think about, like, oh, this is an expression of love. yeah but obviously becoming an adult now and kind of thinking about parenthood and, and things like that. Um, it's, it's a great point that you bring up. And uh, I think kind of on that, on that note, it's also, uh, you already touched on it a little bit, but I'm thinking about like, you know, God willing, if I ever have children, mm-hmm. am I going to do the same thing that my parents did? And I think for me, again, I, I, I like that you bring up the point about, you know, maybe you have totally different, uh, personalities or ways of learning yeah. uh, in, 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 your future child. Um, because if I have a child like you, uh, first of all, oh no, but, um, <laughs> But yeah, no, for sure. Like, I, I think you, you need to respect that. Like, if if they're not going to, it's not going to come through the filter the same way, then you need to, mm-hmm. uh, as a parent, you need to find a way to kind of connect with your child the right mm-hmm. way kind of thing. Um, I, I will say, like, my sister, who's actually a, a little bit more like you, um, not not as reliant on structure, more of an explorer, more of True. a pioneer. Um, yeah, those, those sit-downs, of which she was also part of, pretty sure I was paying more attention than she was. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I totally understand when you say that, like, Hey, it probably wouldn't have hit you the same way if you were treated with that.
1: Yeah. Kind of I, I think mm-hmm. it's, um, this really comes back to, you know, the, the mystery of like God's plan for us. Right. Like I think, I think I mentioned last episode, like I have no idea how to reach my own fulfillment. Um, <laughs> and in that same sense, like I, I don't think parents do either. Sure. Um, you know, I, I think about, um, parenthood in general, and like, am I ready for it? And the, the short answer is no, <laughs> you know, I'm not. And I never will be until I, exactly. until I am a parent, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, because I don't know what my future child will need. Um, and even in the moment, I probably won't. So th- this is kind of, you know, one of those pieces where um, there's a lot of craziness, right? Like we've mentioned before in a previous episode when, uh, when we talked about parenthood that uh, the world's kind of crazy. There's lots of evils in the world. And it was kind of in the context of, like, do we still want to bring life into it? And, and you know, uh, grace is still equally there, right? And I think, you know, overall, um, I've definitely found that um, the families that aren't so focused on what is right, um, but are a lot more focused on expressing that love, yeah. Um, yeah. you're still going to find, uh, I will say, um, in lots of these families... Uh, the children leave the faith for a bit i left the faith for yeah, a bit for sure. I, mean, I left the faith for uh, a number of years um in in effect right uh, but um because that seed is planted it's always you know still a root to come back that contingent will is still there in the same way that like again chinese school like i learned nothing when i was a kid and then now so- that <laughs> now that I'm older and there is reason for me to learn uh, Chinese. Like I'm realizing, wow, I have all the building blocks I need to pick it up again. And I've been able to become a much better communicator in Chinese. Right. So I cannot say that. (laughs) I'm glad you do. I'm glad you do. Um, So, yeah, I I think, you know, it's, it's kind of neat. And it also, uh, it influences the choices that we make, I think a lot more than we realize. Yeah. Um, Particularly. I mean, I think the next thing you want to talk about is friends. And like, for me, um, yeah, I still remember when I first met the the Western Chinese, or the London Chinese Catholic community, um, but our, our our Catholic club in mm. uh, in Western, um, and just like knowing in that moment, like that feeling of family, right? like this is yeah. this is what I've been missing in my life for the years when I left the faith, um, and because that seed again was planted by my parents in those Sundays, probably mm. in those Sundays where we had like the pickled cabbage and chicken noodle <laughs> every day after Mass. Uh, or every Sunday after mass uh, where it's like extremely repetitive like the the feeling of kind of that communal feeling in the family was what I felt again and that's what drew me back into the faith that's what brought me to surround myself with like almost all my friends are from the church now, right? And and it's really come a long way to help support me as well, right? In terms of me growing now.
0: The, the friends part is huge because, you know, at the end of the day, we all have, or all, probably most of us have the attitude that like, oh, our parents are our parents. You can only relate to them so much. Yeah. Thing. And so having friends where you can kind of lean on them and truly relate to them because they're literally walking the same path as you. Yeah. Um, I know is something that, again, hopefully as a future parent, we have to find a way to be aware of that, but like not like be super present or pushy about like, hey, go find Catholic friends kind of yeah. thing, you know what I mean? Like, you
1: know, it, it, no, it, fine. i fine. I already have it figured out. We're gonna book a cruise with just our friends from church. I <laughs> mean <laughs> <laughs> no other children there. <laughs> yeah, that, that's how they'll
0: naturally like, <laughs> They'll never know what happened. Exactly. Um but yeah, no that like that, that part is important. Like the people that you surround yourself, I think there's a saying of like oh like you are a representation of the five people who are closer mm-hmm. to you kind of thing. And so like, you know, without being pushy and without forcing it, are you able, as a parent, to kind of try to get your child into that kind of environment, um, hopefully, like, fingers crossed? Because it can be really difficult, like, um, just kind of, you're releasing them into the world, and you yeah. don't know, kind of, the paths that, that they'll cross. But also, ultimately, also, it's just, you know... You, Needs to stop being a control freak, which I think is probably harder for me than it is for you, maybe. But like, just needs to stop being a control freak and let it, let God do do His thing.
1: Yeah, who knows? Uh, I think you know there there's gonna be elements there, um, but for sure, I, I think it's it's uh, it's huge. Um, the the talk that I asked you to give me or to to send me the link to um, from from your year of GT when yeah. uh, Father Kevin Belgrave talked about uh, moral theology, like, he kind of talks about this in a sense in terms of. Um, surrounding yourself with things that point in the right direction, right? Right. Like the idea that context matters, um, where temptation is going to happen no matter what happens in your life, Mm -hmm. but you can control Like if you know, for example, that falling into pornography happens when you bring your phone into your room, like stop bringing your phone into your room Mm -hmm. like that, those kinds of things in the, in the same way, surrounding yourself with friends that have the same values, um, helps where you know in moments where let's say I don't know you're in a grocery store and you're like oh should I steal this and your friend goes like man like no mm. <laughs> you know like those kinds of little things like really actually help us um, uh, go along the, the the better path and then like further along into adulthood right when. Like we're both talking about having children. Like for sure we're gonna have situations where like both of us have kids and then like one of one of the kids comes home and does something and we're just like, yo man what... <laughs> Did you did you come across this? Like, what'd you do, man? Sure, true, like a hundred percent is gonna happen, yeah, true, right? True. Where we're gonna be like, Oh my goodness, like and then maybe one of us found like, Oh yo, this trick works, you know, like <laughs> here's here's what you can do. Yeah. And these are the kind of support mechanisms that really yeah. help us where you know it's it's um it's an affirmation that like you're not in this on your own. Um, you know, God ha- does give us friends to help each other. It's that, like, that joke, that awful joke of, like, um, the person who was in a flood, and then, like, oh. the plane, the boat, and all those things came by, and then he's like, no, God's going to save me, and God's like, I sent you all your friends, man, what'd you do? Mm-hmm. Uh, same kind of thing, right? Our friends are here to help us, and it's definitely uh, something that we shouldn't take for granted.
0: I think um, and part of this whole reflection, if I can backtrack a little bit, is also kind of think about other people that I've come across who are friends and, you know, dear to my heart, uh, but I also see that they've faded away from the church. Mm -hmm. And I kind of look at them and I kind of look at um, their, again, you know, I talked about, I I used the word waypoints earlier or like structure or whatever it is. Um, And and I think about what happened, like, did something go wrong or did did some of those connections sever off or something? And obviously it's not necessary for me to know or, or judge, obviously. But I think then I'm just thinking about myself from that point. It's right. kind of like, okay, well, like, I know, you know, if, if, if for whatever reason at the age of 21, my parents are like, okay, Jason, you're all grown up now. We can stop talking to you about the church kind of thing. You can go and learn yourself. I know I would just fail like the day after. Right. Similarly, if I, if I cut off all my connections with. Um, the same group of friends that you and I have talked about after I graduated from Western, same thing. Like, I would feel alone in the faith or whatever, and immediately it would be easy for me to um, fall away from the faith, to fall into temptation and sin. Um, Like, all of those things where I know that, you know, maybe, probably, I take for granted, but at the same time, whenever whenever, whenever I do reflect on it, I I know that it's necessary for me to keep up my faith. Um, And so now I'm just looking ahead, and it's kind of like, well, I'm, again, I'm almost 30, um, you know, hopefully whatever it is, you know, another 40, 50, 60 years of life or whatever. Yeah. Like, this can happen at any time. Right? For sure. Um, I could be f- 49 years old and I could yeah. suddenly, whether it's, you know, somehow uh, just organically losing connections or fading away. Sure. Or something like that. If, I, if I'm not careful enough, if I'm not watchable enough. Like uh, these are things that I need to go out of my way to make an effort to maintain and keep up because I know that ultimately these are things that are going to help me get to heaven.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, um, I've actually gone through a little bit more of this experience probably than you in, in like my move from Vancouver over here. Uh, and and I think, um, there's a piece here that that's actually really humbling as well, because if you pay attention to your language, right. And I'm yeah. the same way. I'm not trying to call you out or anything, yeah. but um, it's like I need to pay attention so that I can keep this, so that I, so I can keep earning my faith in a sense, right? I, I can keep earning my salvation. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, like I think it's really um, interesting how God kind of rips that away from us. So when I first moved over here, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was looking for these same church group, and in short, and this isn't at all calling anyone out, it just didn't happen mm-hmm. um, when I first got here. And for a little bit, for like a month or two, I was a little bit dejected. I was like, oh my gosh, like. Where's my support structure? What am I supposed to do? What's yeah. going on here? Um, and then I just kind of found my feet. And then I was able to see like, okay, you know what? Like I can still grow in my faith, not relying on these other people. Like it's at the end of the day, it is um, our salvation, but it's my salvation. Yeah. Um, and then being able to grow that way and then reconnecting with all the friends again afterwards and seeing, you know what? Like I can still grow together with you guys, but I'm not without growth if I'm not together with yeah, you guys. Yeah. And I think like these, reliant. exactly. Yeah. And I think these are the really interesting things, lessons that kind of God teaches us in these moments where... Um, For me, it was it was really important, actually, that I that I went through that because I was incredibly reliant at that point in time. Right. To to a degree where there were definitely times when I was at Western where if it wasn't the fact that if I didn't go to mass and go to lunch with you guys after like everyone would know that I didn't go to mass and lunch with you guys. True. I probably wouldn't have gone to mass, you know, Um, or like the fact that that was my favorite social activity was the lunch after mass. I was like, okay, well, can't just show up to lunch without going to mass, you know, like (laughs) these kinds of things like were really important for, for me back then. And then afterwards, I was like, all right, Andrew, like, you can enjoy Mass without the lunch after. Yeah. And, like, those kinds of things where it was really, again, ripping away the things so that, like, God can continue to be or God can take priority. You know, I think um, these are the pieces where I, I think I might have mentioned before uh, in uh, St. John of the Cross's uh, Ascent of Mount Carmel. He kind of writes that, like, the actual path to heaven is like nothing, 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 nothing. It's not about the virtues. Mm. It's about heaven um so yeah i think you know definitely uh, i relate in terms of how important the structures are and how there's so much grace and i really it's important for us to pay attention to those graces but at the same time if it doesn't happen it's kind of not your fault Mm. and it's also not like you gotta go and fix it it's kind of you know a situation where like all right god like you're taking that away from me better have something good next you know (laughs) like it's uh that's been my experience at least similarly
0: for a a few years um probably even to this day in, in a smaller sense like I definitely found it difficult to um, attend mass on my own mm. because I had gotten so used to attending mass, looking forward to Sunday in London, attending mass with friends, kind yeah. of thing. Um, and then whenever I came back, or especially after I graduated, I just had to attend mass on my own, kind of thing. And, yeah, uh, I was kind of like, oh, am I attending mass for attending mass, and or am I attending mass with friends? Like it's a yeah, place. yeah, exactly. So yeah, I went through a little bit of that as well. Um, and I think I think that's kind of you know tying in our, our podcast here is you know you, you you move on from the structure you move on from these yeah. kind of little i don't know maybe entry points or waypoints into the faith kind of thing and you really need to start uh kind of grappling onto the idea that the faith is about Jesus Yeah. and you know not to repeat our whole in- uh, podcast <laughs> intro again but that really is what it is all about
1: i think yeah yeah for sure it, it's it's really really neat and it's uh It's really humbling to be a part of. I think it's really kind of crazy um, because it it kind of, um, in some senses, it leaves you with that reliance that we ought to have, Mm -hmm. you know, um, which is on God, not on each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and I've definitely found that um, almost every time this happens, it it leaves you feeling like you're free-filling more than you actually are. And I have mentioned before, you know, trying to find structure again in married life, um you know the different times when this has happened for me it's it's definitely always been a like whoa 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 um and then kind of um my spiritual director literally i I think um at one point when i so i was praying the office really regularly maybe a year ago uh and then really it just fell off a cliff yeah and then my next session i was like oh father like i have just stopped praying the office he's like and Like, (laughs) like yeah. It was like, does Andrew need to pray the office to yeah. get to have it? And I was just like, I guess not. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. so, and it was just like, so like, who's making these rules that you need to do this or you need to do things that way or that kind of a thing. Um, and then, yeah, it's just every time it's been a really like, oh, man, like, you're right. I've been trying to make these rules for myself. And also like, then now what? Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, take that to prayer. And, and like every time it's the same pattern, I was like, oh, you don't know what to do? Great. Take that mm-hmm. to prayer. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's kind of a, been a really interesting journey for me at least.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if there's any kind of takeaway from our episode, which is very much sharing based and a little bit general, <laughs> maybe, I, I would say, I don't know. I, I, I think my reflection was just more so you know, an attitude of gratefulness for right. the structure that was placed in my life. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, like as we've discussed, there, there is an understanding that that doesn't have to be the case for every single person. Yeah. Um, but I think ultimately, what are the things that you're going to do for, you know, uh, I do want to add, like a lot of this episode has been focused on our own sharing, and yeah. our own experience, but I think there should be something set for the reverse effect of that in the sense of, you are also called to take care of the friends around you in yeah. the same way. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe you're, you're probably close to your friends and so you have an idea of their faith. life. <laughs> I hope you you're close to your friends. <laughs> of um, you probably have an idea of their struggles and whatever. But at the same time, you you also never know, um, and perhaps you should always be mindful of, the effect that you can have on people around yeah. you. Because these things aren't voiced in the other conversation. Yeah. Right? For us, it's like, you know, it kind of sharing about this on a podcast, um, you know, you know, for you, it might just be like, you probably have to go out of your way to have a separate lunch date with your friend and talk about this kind of thing or sure. invite them over. Yeah. It's not, it's not something you're going to talk about on a regular basis. And so I think because of that, you, we're, we're all called to be more mindful of, um, the effect that you have on your, your friend's upbringing and uh, faith formation and how you're going to bring yeah. them closer to heaven.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, um, all of us have probably had little moments when we're like, oh, should I talk to this person or should I not just do it? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, there there's always, my experience has definitely been, um, and I think to to maybe bring a full knot on this, um, when we were talking about raising our own kids, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of a situation sometimes where you just, you put, out the olive branch in some some senses, you just put it out there and you don't really know what it's going to do. Um, but you get the feeling that you should do it. Um, their father, Adam Pantaleo, um, he was recently uh, ordained and recently assigned to the cathedral downtown. Um, he, in one of his homilies uh, a couple of weeks ago, he was mentioning just how, he was talking about being neighbors and he was talking about how like some person at some barbecue he went to a couple of years ago, mm-hmm had just smiled and said like something like i hope you have a nice day Mm -hmm. and like apparently just that comment had really lifted him out of desolation he had no idea how It was just he was in a really down place and just that just opened things up um and like those are the kinds of things that that you know i think um when we say like god can truly like bring grace out of anything like that's i think a really clear example where for our friends like it's not always going to be like Hey, uh hope you're pro life. <laughs> you know <laughs> like it's not gonna be like that, right? Yeah. Like um but at the same time it's uh you know, it is those little things like uh for me, like I, I bring a, a crucifix and I uh, to work and I leave it on my desk every day at work and it's just it's there for me. Yeah sometimes people will comment be like, Oh, are you Catholic? I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. I'll, I'll leave it there. I don't necessarily need to be like, are you too? Where are you going to mass? You know, <laughs> uh, it doesn't have to be, but then just like leaving those doors open, I think at some points, you know, it kind of goes a long way.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it does for sure. For sure. Uh, okay. So I think we'll, we'll call it a wrap there. Um, hopefully it was a useful conversation and, and something that may inspire some introspection for yourselves as mm-hmm. well. Uh, thank you as always for listening. Um, enjoy the, Or I guess it's not the end of summer yet, but um, it's nearing. By the time you listen to our next episode, it'll probably be like the end of summer.
1: Yeah, probably like a month or so. (laughs) So, uh, Thanks
0: everyone for listening as always, and uh, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your summer.
1: And stay cool.